some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett This is my very good buddy This is my very good boogie, Brendan Buddy (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yeah! And this is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This episode, we will be exploring through time <laughs> yes. 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, starring Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. And I have to tell you, this is probably the 100, 150th time I've watched this movie. I've watched it so many times. It's been one of my all-time favorites, and I think it holds up even... You know, on rewatch, it makes me laugh every single time. And I am guessing by your face that you disagree. This is my second and last time viewing Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I had, I, you and I are, this is going to be an interesting show yep. that we have such different takes on this movie. And maybe that will bleed into our friendship and possibly, hopefully, end it. Yes, I hope so. I mean, the fact that we disagree so much on this movie makes me concerned for um, your mental health, mental health, your comedic prowess. Mm, oh my God. Wow, you're you're it's you're just, making a lot of. There were like some right cute now, moments that if I were like six years old and or a teacher, I'd be like, ha ha. Oh man! Wow, Socrates you're, you're, joke. You're, I think you're you're. I think you're making a lot of enemies. You're, 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 going, you're going hard. You're going hard on Bill and Ted. Well, before we get into the movie, why don't we introduce each other and sort of people that don't know us, you know, so get, get an idea of who we are before we start giving them terrible opinions that sure. they hate. I, I can start. Sure. You, you are Brendan Boogie. I am. Um, you are a uh, filmmaker. I am. And maybe a questionable one considering your love of Bill and Ted. Um, wow. But you have two feature-length films. I do. Two, right? Mm-hmm. And animated shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten into animation. Yep. Yeah. I, I am. I do all that stuff. And I'm not just talking your boxers. <laughs> Hey-oh! My, my boxers are pretty animated. <laughs> yep. Um, and this is Abby Barrett. She is a singer. She is a songwriter. You are a band leader. And um, the secret uh, co-author of the Unabomber Manifesto. Yes, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> Ghostwriter, Ghostwriter. Yeah. Everyone thinks it was the Kaczynski guy, but I... it was really you. Why don't you get into the movie? Why don't you give us one of your one of your Abby Barrett recaps and kind of let's get into Bill and Ted and see what it is that didn't work for you, I guess. Sure. So, I mean, all of it. We can start with, uh, we meet Bill and Ted and they are in a garage and they are practicing. Their band is called Wild Stallions. I'm Bill S. Preston. Esquire! And I'm Ted Bill, here, you take it. Okay. And I'm Ted Theodore Logan. And they blew out all the power with their power of their rock and roll. Yes. But you remember those high... Did you you have a band in high school? I did not. You didn't have a band in high school? I I started music late. Oh, wow. It's a late bloomer. Because I I really related to that. Uh, What was your first band name? Uh, Abby Barrett. You've never been in a band that Oh, I've been in other bands, like singing backup and stuff. Oh, but you never like joined a band like like Wild Stallions when you no, were in high school. No, that wasn't. Yeah, we didn't really do that. Huh. Yeah. My first band when I was in high school was called the Downtown Charlies, <laughs> and we were actually pretty good it, for high school. We were like kind of like a. We had a horn section, and we did like you know like '60s R&B covers, like you know Sam and Dave, and yeah. you know all this stuff. And it was for high school it was actually pretty good. I think. Where would you guys play? Um, we played like the high school talent show and there were a couple like outdoor, um, like fairs and things like that, that we would, we would play. I mean, I don't think we ever, it, we, I was out in the suburbs, so it's not like there was a, a whole lot going on yeah, there's not, out there. It's not like a nice venue. So like we played CBGBs. Yeah. No, we did not. 
Um, but it was like we thought we were, you know, the great, you know, greatest thing ever. But it was one of those things where because we were playing different kind of music, they'd see high school kids and then we play this kind of, we were kind of tight. Yeah. And like we play this kind of tight, you know, soul music that everyone, you know, adults were really into it. Yeah. I don't know if other kids were really into it <laughs> at all. Yeah. So, well, things are not going so well for them. Bill's stepmother is this woman, Missy, who is, they basically went to school with her. She's very <laughs> yes. young, which I didn't she, really get. She was a senior when they were freshmen. Yeah. I didn't really get, because I didn't get the sense that Bill's dad was so wealthy that he could sort of... She just liked older guys. Yeah, I guess so. He just seemed like not even attractive. I just think Missy could do better. So that was the first first thing that I didn't quite believe about this otherwise (laughs) completely believable movie. That was the bar. It was like, a younger woman go for an older man? Never. (laughs) No, not one that's not rich and kind of ugly. Oh, well... I don't know. Just saying. And then Ted's police officer father is um, basically threatening to send Ted to military school because his grades are bad and he's just flunking everything and he's, you know, got no future. Um, so They're, they're like, not that smart. Bill and Ted are not no, that smart. No, they're very dumb. Um, yes. So they go to... Lovable, the, lovable, but dumb. I'm gonna... Yeah, I guess lovable. Sure. I guess they're wow. supposed to be lovable. But wow, they were just Abby. really annoying. Wow, Abby, Jesus. I'm sorry. You don't um, love Bill and Ted? What's wrong oh, with you? Oh, you're going to hate what I'm about to say next, too. So they meet okay. Rufus, who yeah. is played by, what's his name? The again? great George Carlin. Yeah. So my problem is I never really thought George Carlin was funny. Abby, Abigail O'Connell Barrett. I'm sorry. How dare you? Besmirch the name. No, I can't believe that. You don't think George Carlin was funny? No. Wow. We have found this is so funny because usually we line up really well on comedy, but we found two things yep. that we don't line up on in one movie. Yep. And uh, this is amazing. But they they meet, you know, they they have to pass their history exam, and uh, they're sitting in the parking lot of the Circle K, yep. and a. A George Phone Carlin, booth. who must have been paid a lot of money to be in this movie. A, a uh, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> Are you so upset about this George Carlin I'm, thing? I'm so upset. Are you and, rethinking and I, this entire podcast? I'm thinking that you... I, I feel like you need to turn the attitude around. <laughs> During the recap, at least. I think you got to turn the attitude around and stop shitting on this great, great film. But at the Circle K, here comes a time-traveling phone booth with George Carlin in it, who plays Rufus. Greetings, my excellent friend. Do you know when the Mongols ruled China? Wow. Perhaps we could ask them. Bill S. Preston Esquire. And Ted Theodore Logan. Gentlemen, I'm here to help you with your history report. What? Bill, what? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. One of my favorite lines in all of movies right there. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I think I would say that maybe during high school. I would That would be one of my go-to lines when, you know, quoting movies. So at that point, they see Bill and Ted time-traveling Bill and Ted from the future. What do you think your reaction would be if during this podcast we turn, we open the door in our podcast studio and out comes Abby and Brendan <laughs> from the future? I feel like How- we, they would warn us to discontinue this podcast. <laughs> you think they would just say, don't do the podcast don't anymore. Do don't do it. It's going to be the end of not only your friendship, but the world, the world as we know it. It's going to destroy the world. At no point is the is the world resting on our adventures. As far as we know. That's true. That's true. The, who know this just like the music of wild stallions, this podcast might be the thing that future civilizations are based on. They base it on our teachings. Okay. That sounds more believable than the movie. <laughs> All right, so they basically <laughs> hop in this phone booth, which is a time machine, 
Um, and then they uh, go back to... One quick thing about them. So my, my, my partner uh, is quite a bit younger than me. So when I watched it with her, the phone booth uh, showed up and she goes, what's that? She was joking because she was she was not born when Bill and Ted was made, but like the uh, she was joking that I was an old man and she just did it. To, and yeah. I'm like, what? What? And she she, she got wasn't me. Joking. She got me. You are an old man. I am an old man. That's not a joke. But she did know what a phone booth was. <laughs> That's good. So they jump in the time traveling phone booth. Yep, and they accidentally bring Napoleon um, back. He kind of grabs onto the back of the thing and he's napoleon that character of napoleon is actually pretty funny i love napoleon in it and he ends up going to a water park and he's pushing everybody out of the way because yeah. he keeps wanting to ride down and the and what's that ziggy piggy ziggy piggy yeah. yep he's, he's again he's a selfish dick yep um so they yeah they go back and they uh they basically want to bring back all these historical figures for their presentation so that they don't yeah. flunk their class. And they get into a bar brawl with Billy the Kid. They meet yeah. Socrates, or Socrates, as they call Socrates. it. Socrates. Hilarious. <laughs> and uh, end up in midi- middle evil, middle evil? Medieval? England. Medieval um, England, at the time of Henry VIII. Yep. Where they meet some beautiful babes. I am Ted of San Dimas. And uh, I bring to you a message of love. <laughs> From who? From, from myself. And what is this message you speak of? Uh, lyrics, dude. Recite him some lyrics. Oh, you beautiful babes from England, for whom we have traveled through time. Will you go to the prom with us in San Dimas? We will have a most triumphant time. Very charming, Ted Theodore Logan. Young young Keanu. Yes. I was wishing this whole time this was point break. <laughs> you said with Patrick Swayze and, yeah. and Keanu Reeves. Well, that's, yeah. Now well, that's cinema. Right. Right. Well, we'll get we'll get to point break eventually. <laughs> right. Don't you worry. Um, so they end up. Uh, so they've got Billy the Kid. They've got Socrates, and then. Uh, and then they sort of end up having to escape for their lives when, when the king tries to behead them. Yep. Um, basically, because they're trying to rescue these two babes from marrying these super old dudes. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, did marry you ever a super write? Old dude? No. <laughs> yes. Did you ever marry? Did you ever woo somebody with uh, lyrics or the song? Did you ever pull out the the old guitar or write the song to try to woo somebody? No, and I really don't think that it works. I feel like being, it's perceived as, it's sort of charming when a guy does it for a girl, and if a girl did it for a guy, it's somewhat creepy. Really? I think, I'm not saying that it is creepy, I'm saying that's how it would be perceived. Oh, I don't think so at all. I would would be very charmed if someone wrote a song for me. Also, nothing more awkward than somebody sitting with you and saying, I wrote a song for you, let me play it, and then them singing it at you. You don't think that's romantic? No, I think that's terrifying. Oh well, I've done it definitely. That's why. That's why I learned the guitar was to was to woo women, woo. as they say, to woo them. Well, and, that's uh, yeah, but that's more that's more general. I'm talking about like a specific person that you grab a guitar, yeah, song no, with I've and then sing it to them. And, yep, I've done that more than once. How did it go? Very well, went okay. over very well. Okay. It was one of my signature moves. Nice. And in fact, my current partner complains that I don't do that enough. Ah, okay. She, she wants to be serenaded more. Okay. So maybe you, like your opinion on Bill and Ted, are way off on this one. No. We should start having polls. Yeah, we'll figure out how to have a yeah. poll on this once we figure out the internet, <laughs> which we're still behind on. <laughs> um. So who else do they? Who else do they grab? Um. They grab Sigmund Freud. Mm-hmm. Um, very random person from history. Um, Beethoven or Beethoven. Yes. Um, that was a good character. Uh, Joan of Arc. Played Ever- by Jane Wheedlin from the Go-Go's. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's she's a fun my f- fact. She's my favorite Go-Go. She's a great Go-Go. They're all great yeah. Go-Go's. Yeah, uh, she's my favorite Go-Go, though. Abraham Lincoln. Which they got with a candy gram. <laughs> what? <laughs> They got it. They lured him out of the Oval Office by saying Candy Graham. Oh, my God. And Genghis yeah. Khan, who they yeah, grabbed they before he's about to sexually assault someone. <laughs> yeah, well, he was Genghis Khan. That's a fun little 
Yeah, well, they lured him away That's with a true. Twinkie. That's true. And then they befriended him. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, they, they got quite a little crew. They do. And they're trying to get them back so they can, you know, not fail history. They all came back to San Demon. Hi, guys. Hi, Missy. I mean, Mom. Uh, Miss Preston, we'd like you to meet some of our friends. Yeah, this is, uh, Dave Beath Oven. Ah, she seems so sure that I'm... And, uh, <laughs> Maxine of Arc, Missy. Herman the Kid. Bob Genghis Khan. Socrates Johnson. De- Dennis Froude. And, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Well, it's nice to meet you all. There's sodas in the fridge. <laughs> Bob Genghis Khan. Well, why does he give them names? Like, why is it Socrates because Johnson? Because they're Socrates Johnson. Because they're stupid and they're trying to cover up who they are, but they're very bad at it because they're so stupid. <laughs> it's dumb guy humor. I love. I love like two dumb guys go on a trip. Is one of my favorite comedy things ever two dumb guys go on a trip i there's of 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 my top 10 movies i'd say like seven of them are two dumb guys go on a trip i love it (laughs) uh so anyway now they have to head to the mall which is basically how they're gonna you know well the assignment is what would these historical figures think of san dimas today so they bring them to the mall in San Dimas to get them to experience San Dimas today so they can form their opinion for giving the presentation later. And don't they have to go back and get Napoleon? And they, yeah, they have to go okay. get Napoleon from the water yeah. water park. That was a funny scene. Yes. I'll, I'll admit but that. I'll <laughs> admit nothing! <laughs> the things don't go well at the mall, obviously, and the uh, they end up trashing it to, to Nuno Betancourt, guitar extreme. <laughs> Yeah, that scene with Beethoven's pretty funny. He's playing Beethoven and and Joan of Arc runs a aerobics class. Aerobics class yeah. and Genghis Khan <laughs> sporting good store. Um the other part that I thought was confusing is they're like, "Okay, well, I would leave the key for me here." Oh right. So what so, so when the uh They're on like it's, an infinite yeah, it's loop. Yeah, time travel. It's I know, time but travel the way it's it's presented, it's like basically it's an infinite loop of this adventure. If you think well, about that's it, the, well, that's the time. That's the uh, sort of though. That's that's time travel. That's time travel movies. Is is it's there's the ironies of time travel. So they use time travel shenanigans to help break their no. I get that historical part. figures out of jail. But the way they set it up, I'm I'm talking physics here. Okay. The way they set it up, it's basically going to happen in a continuum where even as we speak. <laughs> Still going on? They're, they're still going on because they have to keep setting it up for the future person. He keeps setting up for the... Ba- like, if you... Right, but I, if you I want, assume, like, a physicist to join us to if explain you, this. <laughs> well, if you assume Bill and Ted themselves are on one timeline, and they're each on one timeline, so what they do is they, after they do the presentation, they go and set it up so that the keys and things will be available for them to... But then, yes, in... in Past Bill and Ted, yes, are, so but it's not the it. same. Yeah, it's not the same Bill and Ted though. It's it's, it's a different points in time. Yeah, it's still terrifying. Just like they met each other in the you know when they met the future versions. I want to talk to Stephen Hawking right now. Okay, I'll get him on the phone. Okay. All right. Well, so anyway, they do the big presentation where each of their um, historical figures talks, either through interpreter or um, just show them like Genghis Khan just shows off some of his sweet moves. And then Abraham Lincoln gives a fine speech worthy of Lincoln. They close it out with the old Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Four score and seven minutes ago, we, your forefathers, were brought forth upon a most excellent adventure conceived by our new friend. Bill and Ted. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time, just as it's true today. 
be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Did you tear up during that speech? I teared up a little, and that that is the the that is the sort of positive message that Bill and Ted bring to the future and then they you know it's it, the future ends up being they're they're able to stay together and the future is able to be based on their teachings and based on their music it brings the world together be excellent to each other and party on you dude. and i don't do that very often we're not very excellent to each other no we're pretty terrible to each other <laughs> yeah well maybe there's another timeline where you where and i are excellent are to each e- other and we just haven't connected with that timeline yet right maybe that is possible i mean that brings us to the question of who has a better friendship abby and brendan or bill and ted i mean without messing with the time continuum the space-time continuum too much i feel like there is a time when we should explore that when is that time i think it's either going to be next or in the future or in the past who knows it's a time continuum but probably yeah, next. Let's yeah, let's do it next. This is the part of the show where we would say, let's hear from our sponsors. But we don't have sponsors just yet. We are still a pretty new show, so we're still working on sponsors. What you can do as a listener to help is you can tell a friend about the show. You can like, you can review, you can rate, you can subscribe, all the things that sponsors like to see in a show. What will you do for people, Abby, if they like and subscribe and rate and review? What are you going to do for the folk? I will um, give them a good pep talk about um, the... <laughs> Shit, I can't... <laughs> I there you to... go, folks. That is <laughs> why we don't have any sponsors. So please like, Ugh. subscribe, rate, and review I'm the while pits. Abby blows a gasket mm-hmm. and tell a friend about Abby's aneurysm. Yay. Boogie and buddies and barren boobies, oh what? Welcome back to We Are Too Old For This Podcast, starring are Brendan Boogie. <laughs> yes. And Abby Barrett does not I come still to I don't know how to <laughs> love... These tears are making me rust. Um, we are we are discussing the um, the unrivaled masterpiece that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, before we get into the movie, you know, why don't we talk about how it is that you and I met? It's funny because we had we had already finished college and we both um, were doing different jobs and kind of somehow ended up um, meeting at a pharmaceutical convention. That's right. You know, yeah, we were, yeah, we were both. Selling. You were there as you. You were selling. I was. I was sampling. Yes, you were. Um, I was selling a drug called Niagara, um, which is like Viagra, but just more powerful. It just makes you just come just gush over and over. just everywhere. Um, it was soon taken off the market because it was, you know, quite just dangerous. The, the laundry bills alone oh, were yeah, not was, worth the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you enjoyed it. You said so. You were, I was one of the uh, you were patient zero test subjects. Yes, yes. Yep. I was. I was a typhoid Mary of the yep. supercum drug. And once you know, I know you grew a few horns, but we got those removed right. for you. They were, and thank yeah. you for that. I, yeah. I appreciate that the company they split it with me. I, I had to pay for some of the surgery. But yeah, they well, split you know, we were a startup, so yeah. Right. But that's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. Exactly. That's the true story. <laughs> that is the true story of how we met. So the first question that we usually ask is. Which one of us is the Bill and which one of us is the Ted? Uh, this is a tough one because they're both so dumb. <laughs> uh, very, so it's basically dumb. like who's dumber and then... Who's slightly dumber. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that... God, they don't even really have personalities that are different from each other. They're quite similar, but they have they have a few different uh, personality traits like... Like I'd say, uh, Bill is a little more um, assertive. Mm-hmm. I think Ted is a little more of a dreamer. Mm. All right. Uh, Ted. Ted is the ladies' man, so he's the one that. So that's uh, me. That's you. Yeah. So, so I'd say probably for me, I'd say you're Ted and I'm Bill. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, 
but it's very close because they are quite dumb. They are very dumb. <laughs> that kind of brings me to my first question about this. Do you think dumb people, <laughs> dumb people are better friends in a way than smart people? <laughs> I, th- I, you know, it's in a weird way. I think it's like, it's like music. So when you're younger and you like all these songs and you hear them later in life and you realize if you, you know, you've gotten better at music or your ear has gotten better, you realize either the songs hold up or they don't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you are a smarter person, you kind of have a better understanding of what friendship means and all that entails. So your friendships are stronger in the end. But if you're dumb, you don't know any better. And I wonder which is which is worse. I mean, I, I, I think that like Bill and Ted, you know, you sort of I sort of envy that pure non sort of uh, inner Look, they don't look at themselves. They don't worry about their yeah. relationship. They, but they're they so loyal no, to each other. Yeah, and they have no introspection whatsoever. It's just it, there's just no doubt that they are tight and best friends, yeah. and they're they go to the end of the earth for each other. And they're it's not. Like there's they no ego involved it. either. Right. They don't yeah, compete they don't, with each other. They support. They lift each other up. They're just so in sync, and I think it's because they're so dumb that it wouldn't occur to them to look at anything other than what's right in front of them. And I, I kind of envy that. Or we're the dumb ones because they've already figured it out. They realize That's, that the true test of friendship is like loyalty, removing ego, and just being there for each other. And But I don't think they've thought about that, though. But I do think they, they have to? do it. They just, they just, they are just like that, yeah. which is what I'm saying. I, I wonder if... I wonder if I wonder if it's just ha- you know again I'm I'm assuming that I'm smart and I'm assuming that we're smart and maybe compared to some people that is not true, but I feel like there's a burden of thinking about stuff too much that mm-hmm. I certainly suffer from. Yeah, that might be depression. Yeah, probably. <laughs> By the way, there's in another timeline. There's a you and me that are just a lot smarter who are oh, like yeah? listening to this conversation <laughs> as we did watch Bill and Ted and thinking that. We're the dumb ones. Thinking we're idiots. Yeah. So you think there's an alternate reality where you and I are way smarter. Yes. What are we doing with ourselves? What that we're so smart? Um, unfortunately, like we're not smart enough to actually do anything good with it. Mm-hmm. So we're still doing this podcast. So we're just doing the podcast. So but, we've just got a lot more IQ points. And yeah. we're maybe doing more references to the French New Wave cinema. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe kind of... Uh, Greek architecture. and Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're sort of... Uh, we're being really ponderous and unlistenable. Yes. Whereas now we're we just... We are so listenable. <laughs> we're so listenable because we're such idiots. Yes, exactly. The other thing that struck me that you and I are both familiar with is that they're not only friends, they're also bandmates. Yes. And you have had bandmates. I have had bandmates. It is a special kind of relationship that is unlike other relationships, being in a band with someone, particularly being in a band with someone for a really long time. Yes. Agree with that. I guess what, what... how would you categorize your relationship with like past bandmates or, or present bandmates? And like, what, what, how, how would you describe it to someone who's, who's not in a band that those relationships? I mean, they're kind of hard, you know, you're asking people who either are your friends or people who you don't really know who kind of start off as strangers and become your friends to uh, you're asking them to play to something that you've written and, and hope a hope they like it enough that they're super into it. Um, but you're really asking them to kind of join you on this trip down your own brain because you're like, here's you know, here's this creative thing that I've done. Um, I don't know. It's it's a place to be kind of particularly vulnerable, right? Which is why I think most bands that I've been in end up using humor quite a right. bit to deflect from the sort of obvious elephant in the room, which is like, this is a person singing a very vulnerable song. Right. And we are all yeah. playing music to it. Right. I think I think uh, I always say that besides my mother and my partner, the people I have cried in front of more are people that I've played music with. Oh, yeah. And it's, it be, it's this close relationship. It gets fraught at times because you're working really hard. Um, if you ever do any touring, you're just spending a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Or if you're rehearsing a lot and you're... So the bonds get very tight in some ways, 
and it also the breakups can get ugly have you ever had an ugly breakup uh for in a band yeah definitely and i think it's it's a hard thing too because i i do feel like with bands you are spending a lot of time together you're in this creative environment you're whole focus is on something emotional which is creating music um Mm -hmm. you know feelings get feelings get hurt or egos ego there's egos there's feelings there's creative differences um it's it's really it's kind of unlike any other group it is there's no there's no rules there's no guidelines Right. And sometimes like you're talking about you being the leader of the band, but sometimes there isn't a leader. Sometimes it's a band. Like I've been, I've done both. I've been the leader of a band. Well, I've done all three. I've been leader of the band. I've been support member of someone else's band. And then I've been in a democracy band and they all have completely different dynamics when it comes to how you interact and emotionally how you navigate it. And also Mm -hmm. I think, as you get older, you get better at it. But when you're younger, because most people start like Bill and Ted, you start bands when you're in like high school yeah. is like, it gets explosive. Yeah, definitely. Like you and I have never been in a band together. Thank God. No, we, I think we just did it for uh, the Magnum PI thing. Yeah, we did, we did one band, one event band, which was the night that I met my now yes. life partner. Um, but the, we were in a band that was like for a special event where we all dressed as Magnum PI mm-hmm. and played a bunch of songs from 1988 and you, I was driving you crazy. Like I, I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with you. I think you were fine, but I was, I think I was bugging you more than you were bugging me. I think me. I gave you the finger, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> I think that At was like our point. first fight though. It was like a, I always think a good friendship has the sort of test fight. And you, right. either, you either walk away or you're like, oh, yeah, no, I can fight with this person and still be cool with them. Right. I think I, w- I but I remember me annoying you more than you were annoying me. Well, <laughs> you know, isn't that always the way? That's always the case. So we've never been in a band together. But what if we were like, what? well, would we be Wild Stallions too? No, we would be some sort of tamer animal, like the the mild marsupials or the <laughs> the, the sedate bunnies the sedate bunnies <laughs> yeah that's actually the, not bad the sleepy sheeps sleepy sheepies mm-hmm. sleepy oh, sheepies that's, a good that's one. pretty I like good that. yeah, yeah. All right. well let's start a band uh, so exactly right we'll now. start a band that's what we need to do with our lives mm-hmm. another band yay another pipe dream <laughs> yeah so being in a band tests the relationship but I think also Time travel would certainly test our relationship. I think it would. How do you think I would be as a time travel buddy? I don't know. I don't get a sense that you like love to travel. I do like to travel. You do? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a I love a road trip. Okay. I love a good road trip. I love I like airports a lot. I like bus stations and train stations. I find them very relaxing. Interesting. I think it's because when you're in an airport there's nothing you have to do. Yeah, that's true. Like, like you just have to wait. And yeah. I find that so relaxing because I feel like so much of my life is, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Yeah. I should be doing this because I'm one of those people that has a million projects going on all the time. And when you're in an airport, I mean, I guess with the internet, you can still be doing stuff. But like, there's something relaxing about, I just have to wait till my plane comes and then get on the plane or wait yeah. till my train comes or whatever. I, so I love a good road trip. How are you as a road trip companion? I, I love being in the car and I agree with you that, I mean, that's kind of where I get my most, my most, my best thinking done. Not on the John. I get, no, I usually do reading there. Yeah. I mean, airports, if I didn't have, if I wasn't kind of always a little afraid of flying, I would enjoy airports more. You're afraid of flying. See, I find that relaxing too. It's just, once I'm up and it's fine, it's just the initial... I have definitely shouted, we're all going to die in a plane. <laughs> right. And you and you don't find that relaxing? I don't. It's weird. <laughs> no, I, I'm being deadly serious with this, is that I sit down on the plane every time I get on, mm-hmm. and I go, okay, if this is the last moment of my life, how am I feeling? And it's usually like, great. Well, that's good. Because I, I have zero control, and I find I find it relaxing when I have no control, hmm. which I think a lot of people feel the opposite. Yeah, I feel like... like the the plane stays up because I have been using my mind to control it. That's you're you're also flapping your arms the entire time. Yeah, which is which weird. Is, 
Especially when I'm in the middle seat, it just gets... I know. Just knocking the drinks out of the hands of the people on either side of you. (laughs) Um, But other than that, yeah, I do like to travel. Do not put Barrett in a middle seat. I can't fit in a middle seat. Whether we're good time-traveling companions or not is sort of what we have to determine. Because Bill and Ted are excellent time-traveling companions. They're very chill. They manage everything well. They don't fight. They just handle everything. So luckily, I have, have this quiz brought to us, as always, by science... Yes. I have I have this quiz about how we would do as time travel companions. Okay. Would you like to take the quiz? I, I think so. Okay. Because if you said no, we're shit out of luck. Because <laughs> yep. this is what we're planning. This is what we do. So here it is, the time travel quiz. Question, here's the first question. Okay. In the course of time traveling, you and your buddy break the time machine and are forced to spend an entire year in one of the following time periods. France during the Renaissance, ancient Greece, the mid-Jurassic period, or Paramus, New Jersey in 1984. Ooh. I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with the Renaissance. France during the Renaissance. What you spend you, a year there. Why? Tell me why. I'm trying to think what my options are as a lady. Right. Which one is going to involve, you know, more rights for me? <laughs> but I mean, if you although think the Jurassic about it, period, it the might Jurassic be period, there yeah. no one is, is no one is impinging on your rights. But we would have to run from from dinosaurs. You know what? I I take it back. I want the Jurassic period because I want to see me too. what the world looks like. Yeah. Pre-human. It's- so foreign. I mean, yeah. to me, I really love the idea of seeing ancient Greece just because I find that era fascinating. But I think at the end of the day, you get to see something that no humans have ever seen. Yep. Then you go for that. And I think we could I think we could survive a year in Jurassic period. We yeah, we'll figure, figure out it out. How to like, I don't know, make a fire or something. Yeah, well, well <laughs> I mean, there's two of us. How hard can it be? Right. We would be the only ones on the planet who yeah. knew how to make fire. Yeah, that's true. That would be crazy. If we right? could figure it out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we could. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe maybe when we're in the phone booth, there's a lighter in my pocket. We don't know. Right, right. Maybe you bring a lighter with you. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Maybe. What if, okay, so what if you get to choose? What is the one th- place or time in history that you visit? Oh, um, it's one of those questions that, like, gives me anxiety. Hmm. Just Like because- flying? Flying, yeah. Just flap your arms. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking and flapping. Um, <laughs> She's thinking and flapping, folks. Is it bad that I kind of want to just like go back to the 70s? No, okay. but why? Because um, I think it would be cool to see some some shows back in the day. That is my first thought is I was I watched this documentary on um, the Apollo Theater. Yeah. And they talked about how there was this one show at the Apollo Theater, one run of shows. It was the Motown Showcase. It was it was Ray Charles was headlining. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson of the Miracles, The Temptations. Oh my God! Uh, Martha and the Vandellas, The Four Tops. One fucking show. Yeah. You see all those people at the Apollo Theater. That's yep. where I'm going. All right, I'll go with you. That is where I'm yep. going. All right. Next question. When preparing for your time travel journey with your buddy. You have to put them in charge of one of the following things. Time machine maintenance, historical knowledge to avoid changing the future, Mm. making the playlist for the tape deck in the DeLorean, or nothing. I put my buddy in charge of nothing. Hmm. I'm going to go with, oh God, I'm not even sure the playlist would be okay with you in your hands. I think, all right, I'll give you the playlist. So you're going to handle everything else. I don't that's, know. that's 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 what go, we're talking about. You, how much of history do you know? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know that much either, but I feel like I would put you in charge of history, I okay. think. Cuz I'm not I'm not listening to What about maintenance? While we're... I can change the maintenance, tire. Maintenance. Yeah, I feel like maintenance I might be able to handle. I'm not great at it, but I'm not afraid to like get in there and go, "Oh, I'll see how this yeah. works." We're fucked, aren't we? We're fucked, yeah. yeah. So we we just got to get a time machine that doesn't break. Yeah. And well, in the movie, the, it's really just an antenna. We yeah. Just, we just got to right. bring bubble gum. Bring bubble gum and yep. take care of that and yep. put in cups for everybody. Yes. Snacks. I would. Oh, yeah. That's the one job. I would be in charge of snacks. Okay, you good. Because I'm not would, good at grocery shopping. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, if, okay. you know I would be good at the snacks. Yeah. Next question. 
You time travel to Salem in the 1600s. Because of my spangly jacket, the town folks accuse me, your buddy, of being a witch. What do you do? Pretend you don't know your buddy? Accuse someone else in Salem of being a witch to deflect the attention from your buddy? Dazzle the town folk with some sleight of hand magic so they think you're the witch? Or join in with the accusations, maybe even up the ante by starting a burn him chant. <laughs> oh, that's a good... I was going to shout out burn him. Um, I think <laughs> I would um, I would try to accuse somebody else of being a witch. So you're going to have somebody else die for, for me? Well, because I'm going to accuse somebody who I know is trying to accuse other people of witches. I'm going to like turn the tables on them. You're going to turn the tables on yeah. them? Yeah. I think I would try to do some sleight of hand and then assuming that they were scared of me and then we could run mm-hmm. away. Okay. Also, the best thing about time travel is we, I would get to use the line. You would say, go ahead and ask, where are we? Where are we? More like, when are we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. High five. <laughs> That I'm actually busy best. that day that we're tra- time traveling. Just, I'm so sorry. I have another year. It's okay. It's, it's time travel, so I'll find another day that works for uh, you. Yeah, but the future me is already getting out of this. So Okay. Next question. During the course of your time traveling, you and your buddy have the opportunity to kill 18-year-old Hitler. But because of circumstances that are too complicated to explain, you have to fuck him to death. <laughs> Do you, A, do it with gusto, B, try to convince your buddy to do the teenage Hitler fucking, Mm -hmm. C, tag team Hitler while giving each other a high five like they do in the pornos, (laughs) (laughs) or D, let history play out because Schindler's List is a really good movie. Uh, I would try to convince you to fuck him to death. And I'm, I would do it with gusto. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it if you're not going to do it. Like, he should absolutely be fucked to death. But right. yeah, if the option is to see if you could do it. Yeah. So yeah. you want me to take that one for the team? I would like that. I will make a playlist, think... though, as you are okay. fucking him. <laughs> a romant- make it romantic. Oh, yeah. Because I think that really helps me. And finally, you are running for your life from present day terrorists who want to kill you and steal your time boat. It's a boat now? It's a boat. Okay. Yeah. You only have time to do one of the following things. Leave your buddy, that's me, jump into the boat and push the past button, which will send you randomly into the past. Leave your buddy, jump into the time boat and push the future button, which will send you randomly into the future. Push your buddy into the time boat and push the past button, which will send me into the past randomly. Or push your buddy into the time boat and push the future button, which will send me randomly into the future. (sighs) That's a hard one. I think in general, you you want to go to the future. You do? I think so. Why is that? Well, because I'm assuming that progress has been made where, you know, like you're not sending somebody to be doomed to a life of, you know, breaking rocks and dying at 30 or something. I don't know. I feel like the future should hmm. be better. You, you, Climate you have an optimistic aside. view of the future. You think it's going to be better. I don't think it's better. You're going to be better. I think... I think, I've, you know, it's it's too hard to say. It's like, yeah, climate change, sure. it's We're kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, almost I wouldn't positive necessarily, the future I, will be worse. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to go to a future where I don't have the right to vote. And if I was sent to the past, I know that I wouldn't have the right to vote. But what about sending me? What about saving my yeah, life? Yeah, well, you'd be fine because you're a white man. Right. So that's an option. So, go, okay. Which leads to my next thing. I'm going to shove you into the time machine i think you're gonna save me yes and, and sacrifice yourself yes wow you are such a nice person abby i you know i'm just kind of tired at that point and i'm like yeah <laughs> it's been a good run well, it's fine yeah. they'll kill me it's fine i would also shove you in and i would hit future i think for you okay. for those reasons yeah although i do think there is an advantage in the past because you could go okay i'm in this time I know I maybe maybe I land in a time where I know something about it, so I'm able to do something to my advantage. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas the future, you have no idea where you're going to land. Like bet on the ponies. Like a bet on the ponies, yeah. not even financially, but even if I know, hey, the, in this time, this is where the bomb hits. I got to get the fuck out of here. 
you know? Yeah, that's true. Of course, then I would have to know what the dates are of historical events. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm fucked. God. You're just going to have to make Public a playlist. school system. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm bringing the snacks. I'm bringing the snacks. So that's the end of the quiz. I don't know if that helped us. I don't know. Do you think that helped us determine who has the better friendship, you and me or Bill and Ted? I don't think it helped. Okay. Well, that's too bad because we've got the verdict and it is coming up. (coughs) (laughs) Next. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. Enjoy Abby Barrett and her amazing band coming up Friday, November 12th at the Port Southern Fair and Juke Joint in fabulous Medford, Massachusetts. For more information, go to abbybarrett.com. Minor Miracles is a brand new web series about a priest exploring the small miracles that we run into every day. It's created by me, Porcelain Dahlia, and Petey Gibson. You can see it on my YouTube page. That is youtube.com slash c slash brendan boogie it's funny there's also some other cartoons and things like that on that page so please like and subscribe this has been bud plugs we were superheroes our power would be friendship but we are not so the jury is still out welcome back to we're too old for this podcast wow (laughs) i know um so we're talking a lot of time travel here and uh so i think it's time speaking of time, to come up with our verdict. Which one of us is the better pair of friends? Abby Barrett and Brendan Boogie or Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted (laughs) Theodore Logan? I'm going to say that you go first because I'm curious because we also have different feelings about this movie. I think that Bill and Ted are better friends than we are because I feel like it goes back to the idea of the unexamined life and the sort of unexamined friendship. You know, you and I spend every week examining our friendship, and I don't know that it's helped. <laughs> no, I, don't. I think it's done just the opposite. I think it's done just the opposite. We're, we're examining this thing. We're chipping away at it. And by the end of this podcast, whenever that is, we're going to basically challenge each other to a duel and it's going to end in some kind of gunplay. Yes. But Bill and Ted are so dumb and so innocent in a way that their friendship is, it just seems unbreakable and it just seems like it is, there's, they don't have any other options except to be best friends and to be in wild stallions together and to go on adventures together. Cause like, what are they going to do separately? They're no good without each other. Hmm, that is, that is why I think they're better friends than we are. Cause I think we can function fairly decently apart. Um, and, uh, I don't think the future of civilization is helped at all by either of our music. So, yeah, I, I say I, I go ahead and say Bill and Ted are the better friends. What do you think? I think it's hard because we don't know what happens to Wild Stallion in the future. Sure that yeah they've it's yes we do they, we know exactly what happens. Yeah, but we, we don't they know. went to the future with Clarence Clemens and everyone was wearing the same outfits and Steve Vai music was playing and it was wonderful. Yeah, except that it's we, one of the few oh movies we do know the future. But we don't because yeah we know how Wild Stallions became and we know that they've created this whole ethos for for the world to live by but look at like lennon and mccartney you know they've created this amazing thing but they were there's a lot of infighting we don't Mm. know that once you know they get older and they've had so much time together and they start leading separate lives with their own families that maybe well there are sequels that do address that so Uh, maybe we'll have to hit those in a later episode (laughs) i don't think so i am very busy that day (laughs) so i think with that said i i also think that theirs is a very high school friendship it Mm. is the friendship that you think is gonna last forever because you're in high school and you don't know any better and you have no idea they are going to be challenged in their lives beyond just the history report. I, I don't know that they are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they both seem kind of well off in a way. Um, yes. In the movie, they are better friends. I think outside of that movie, we're better friends. Okay. I'm, I'm envisioning a world outside of that terrible movie 
It's not a terrible movie. I mean, based on our opinions about this movie alone, we're probably not good friends anymore. Yes, this, this ended things. This is I'm breaking up with you as a friend. <laughs> I'm sending you to military school in Alaska. <laughs> not again. <laughs> so we've got a split decision. So you think you think we're better friends? I think yes. Bill and Ted are better friends. So we have once again a famous Abby and Brendan split decision. And how does that end? <laughs> is this where we we duel? Yes, we. This is where we have some gun fights, which we will do after the show. But before we determine who's going to win in a gunfight, I just have this question: like, what if you and I were Bill and Ted? What? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Whoa. It's the princesses. Talk to them, dude. What should I say? Lyrics, dude. Recite them some lyrics. Good idea. Oh, you beautiful babes from England for whom we have traveled through time. Uh, What's the problem? That That's your first lyric? What's wrong with it? I just, I think you can do better. It's the first draft. I know, but like beautiful? That's the most descriptive lyric you come up with? What about angelic or stunning or oh breathtaking oh you breathtaking babes from england i mean they know they're from england right i mean does that part need to be said you could probably cut that will you let me do it my way i'm sorry i'm just trying to help well stop helping well if you want to give them boring lyrics just be my guest i do i do want to give them boring lyrics fine by all means go ahead oh you beautiful babes from where do they go they left. They're getting the king to behead us. Fair enough. Yeah, we we really have it coming. We really, really do. San Dimas High School Football Rules! Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at weirtooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.